house it's me it's your main man it's old walls i'm your host the hostest with the mostest i'm back episode number 35 coming your way uh fun episode get ourselves a special guest uh welcoming back the first ever guest we had nick daddy place to join us to uh throw some bets for the uh, opening week of the nfl uh so yeah so we got fun stuff coming um, we got that. We got to talk some college football. We had some fights. As always, my passing thoughts. But before we get there, you know, housekeeping time. Uh, if you guys would, please rate, review, comment, subscribe, share. Tell a friend. Tell a family member. Tell somebody. Tell that guy down the street that you don't know. Let him know. Old Walls House is here. Um, one other note. Starting next week. The release date for the pod is going to move permanently till Tuesday. Uh, Just with the NFL season, uh, you know, all day games, Sunday, Sunday night football. Then you got Monday night games. Um, They're putting a better emphasis on Monday night games this year, they say. So with all that, we're going to move the release date to Tuesday and we're going to leave it there. So going forward, starting with Old Walls House number 36, they are going to release on Tuesday permanently. So if you get to Monday and you don't see a pod, don't freak out. Don't freak out. It's coming. Old Walls House, Old Walls House is moving to Tuesday. Um, so yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much everything. So without any further ado, let's get into it. Welcoming back to the program, uh, he was our first guest we ever had, Nick Daddy Place, joining us today. Daddy, how we doing? Good, Wally. Thanks for having me back on. Uh, maybe a slight shot at redemption here after last year's Super Bowl tragedy. Uh, yeah, last year uh, when you came on for the Super Bowl, just to remind our fans, 2-14 uh, and 14 was your record on your Super Bowl bets and prop bets that day. Uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully, you know, you were so ashamed that you refused to come back on for many, many months. Uh, finally talked you into it for the uh, the start of the NFL season. So, yeah, hopefully you can get your, your, uh, your redemption. Uh, you've told me. Uh, just before we start, that you have seven picks that you love. Do you want to jump right into them, or do you got you got thoughts on anything on the NFL in general, or college football, or where where do you want to start? No, we can we can jump right into the the NFL slate for this week. Awesome. Well, I also have five picks, so why don't we uh, why don't we get started? Since you got seven, why don't you give me uh, your two favorite right off the start? Um, my two favorite. So my my favorite game is going to be on Sunday. Uh, the Eagles and the Lions, I, I really like the Eagles minus four points in that game. Um, I think the Eagles are really good this year. I think the offense is outstanding, and I think the Lions are the Lions. I like that one. I, I did stay away from uh, – in looking at that game, I, I kind of stayed away from it. I just didn't know what to think of the Eagles. Uh, I'm not totally sold on Jalen Hurts yet, but I, I could be convinced, and I think they got a lot of nice pieces around them, so – um, I, I'd give you the agreement on that one. I'm probably not going to ride with it, but I'm not going to disagree. All right. Um, my, my second favorite game of the week will go to, it's actually Monday night. Uh, I have Denver minus six and a half over Seattle. Uh, I love the Russell Wilson return to Seattle on Monday night, prime time. Um, I just think he dominates his old team. I really like Denver this year too. 
I, I really like that game. I, I saw that one, but I already had my five. Um, I was like, yeah, I'm good with five, so I'll stick that. But yeah, if I had if I had needed a game to add, that one would have been. Uh, I I think like you said, uh, I think Russell Wilson gonna stick it to uh, stick it to the Seahawks pretty good if uh, if things go the way he wants. Yeah. Um, All right. Well, since you gave me two, I'm gonna jump. Uh, I'll give you my first uh, first pick of the day. I went right on Thursday opening night, Bills and Rams. Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Give me the Bills. They're actually. Uh, the Bills are actually the favorite, giving two and a half points in L.A. Uh, I think the Bills are a really good team. I think, uh, you know, Stafford's been dealing with some shoulder injuries, a little Super Bowl hangover. I like the Bills to start the year with a big win out in L.A. Um, we're going to have to disagree. This is one <laughs> of my seven, two of my seven on this game, actually. I am actually taking the Rams money line. Um, I figured the defending champs at home to kick off the season kind of a disrespectful line. And I think there's a lot of money coming in on the bills. Um, so I'm taking the Rams money line. Love it. Love Got to have a little disagreement. Love the money line pick. I think if you take the Rams at all, you take the money line. No need fucking around with the two and a half. Uh, so love the money line pick. Well, you said you had another one related to that game. What else you got? Yeah. Prop bet. I have Allen Robinson over 61 and a half receiving yards. Uh, I think he takes the Odell Beckham Jr. role this year. Um, his cup is going to draw a lot of double teams. So I like him over 61 and a half. Interesting. I've heard a lot of uh, prop bets. Allen, I've heard a couple of people tell me Allen Robinson, first touchdown. I can't mm-hmm. remember who told me that. Um, but Allen Robinson, first touchdown was taken. So a lot of love for Allen Robinson uh, early, early in the year. But now I've got some catch-up to do. I uh, – since you've got four of your seven picks out already, uh, I'll go to my second game. And this one may bite me in the ass, but I- I'm going to stick with it. I've got the Bengals minus six and a half at home against the Steelers. Uh, I'm a little worried that the Bengals are being a touch overvalued. And Joe Burrow coming off his uh, appendectomy surgery, maybe not all right. Um, but I just think... I mean, who are the Steelers throwing? Who, who's the Steelers starting quarterback? I mean, they're not starting Kenny Pickett. Like, what? What's? I don't have any faith in the Steelers, so I think the Bengals get it done. Uh, yeah, I don't disagree with you, but as a diehard Steelers fan, I cannot pick that game. <laughs> um, I love Mitchell Trubisky for obvious reasons, what he loves to do. So, hoping he can lead us to the promised land this year. If he loves winning half as much as he likes titties, you guys are going to be in a, a good spot. So I think so. All right, I still got catching up to do, so I'm going to go to my third game. The Patriots at the Dolphins. Line is three. Give me those three points. I will take the Patriots. I'm not sold on the Dolphins. I know they're they're getting a lot of love this offseason. Uh, check down Tua. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not into it yet. And I think Bill Belichick owns the Dolphins. I'll take the points. I know it's going to be hot down there in Miami, but give me the Patriots. Give me the three points. I'll take the better coach, and I'm not sold on Tua. I think Mac Jones is the better quarterback. Yeah, I don't I don't disagree with you. Um, I didn't have anything for that game. I think the Dolphins are a bit of a question mark this year. I'm not sold on Tua myself, but I do know the Dolphins like to play the Patriots well at home. So that'll be an interesting game. Yes, it will. Okay, give me, give me one of your next picks. Uh, my next pick is – Sunday, 1 o'clock, I am taking the Panthers minus 2.5 over the Browns. Um, I think there's been too much offseason discussion with the Browns this year. 
And I love Baker Mayfield uh, on the Panthers with a chance at redemption against his old team. I like that. I also looked at that game, uh, didn't pull the trigger, um, just was a little worried about the bunch of craziness that I feel like could happen in that game. But I, I was looking at the Panthers, kind of the same thing as Russell Wilson, a little redemption for uh, for Baker. I like that. So I, I'm with you on that one. Uh, we'll move to my next game. I like uh, this is going to be a 330 game in the, uh, the second slot there. My last two games are going to be in the slot. We got the uh, – the New York football giants heading to Nashville, take on the Tennessee Titans. I'm taking the giants getting six and a half points. I think this is the year the Titans come crashing back to earth. Um, I don't think they make the playoffs. Tannehill is not that good. And I think the workload they've been putting Derrick Henry under has to catch up to him at some point. So I'm taking the giants six and a half points, almost a full touchdown. I like the giants. I like the Giants in that game. Um, like you said, I think the Titans are kind of going to have a down year. I don't like Tannehill at all. I think Malik Willis ends up with the starting job before the season's over. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, Giants with the points. Good pick. All right, finish us off with yours. Um, my next one is going to be 425. Uh, I'm taking the Cardinals at home, getting four points against the Chiefs. Um, I think the Cardinals' offense is awesome this year. Explosive, a lot of weapons. And I just – I don't think the Chiefs are going to start hot. I like the Cardinals. I like that. I don't I don't disagree. I don't love it. But I like it enough that uh, four points at home, that's a good number. Uh, I saw that one. I thought to myself, I'm staying away. Um, but I don't – I think you can make a reasonable argument for every, either side there. And I think you're thinking the uh, Chiefs starting slow and the Cardinals getting off and have a lot of weapons for sure. Uh, can't disagree. Like I said, don't love it. Not jumping on board with you, but uh, uh, don't mind the pick. And uh, I said finish us off, but that was actually only six picks. So you got one more, I believe. So why don't you hit us with that? I got one more. Sunday night, uh, Tampa Bay and Dallas. I'm taking the Cowboys plus one and a half at home. Um, I don't, you know, I'm not a Cowboys fan by any means. I know we have some loyal listeners out there that like them. But they have a, a solid defense, good offense, and I think time is finally going to start to catch up to Tom Brady. Tom versus time, you say? Mm-hmm. I think time wins this year. Going out, okay. We're going to pause right here before we get back to the game. <clears throat> Are you calling it? This is it for Tom Brady. Time finally takes over. I think this is his last. Lost a lot of pieces from last year's team. Um, I think time takes over, and it wouldn't be a stretch to say they don't make the playoffs because the NFC is stacked. The NFC is stacked. I think Tom Brady could still have a solid year and they don't make the playoffs. I think both of those could happen. But mm-hmm. interesting. Uh, you heard it here first. Nick Daddy plays saying in the battle of Tom versus time, time is going to finally come out on top. Okay, back to the game itself. Um, I kind of like the pick because I was leaning that way myself. I, I just looked at it. I saw it Sunday night in Dallas. Uh, Brady was he was gone for a while. He looks like he's lost another 20 pounds. Like his face is like sucking in on itself. Um, but then I just, the more I got thinking about, it, I'm like, I can't bet on the fucking Cowboys. What, I'm going to sit out here and root for the same team as Coach Slanovic? I can't do that. Can't do that to myself. And I just don't trust the Cowboys. Like they could dominate the whole game. And then in like the fourth quarter, the, the Bucks could score two touchdowns and all of a sudden like pull out this miraculous win. And then we have to hear Skip Bayless and Stephen A. Smith and Shannon Sharp, whatever other assholes out there, talk, out there about talk about the Cowboys blowing it. So I just couldn't get on board. 
I liked the pick, but I just couldn't bring myself to do it. Yeah, that's fair. I, I don't disagree. Um, why I'm picking it, I couldn't tell you, but it, it looked good, <laughs> and I, I had to go with it. You and Coach Slanovic can uh, tweet X's up or Cowboy Nation or whatever the hell they do. All right. I got one last pick. I'm going homer. I'm taking the Packers. Packers minus two at the Vikings. I just don't believe that the uh, the Packers are losing to the Vikings in week one. Everybody's healthy uh, outside of a little offensive line issue still for the Packers. But um, some young receivers, I think you're going to see a lot of two-headed running back from Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. I think Rodgers is still motivated. He's showing up on Joe Rogan looking like he could run Cobra Kai Dojo. My man's going to go out there. He's going to sling it. He's looking for another MVP. Still got the chip on his shoulder. Give me the Green Bay Packers minus two in Minnesota. Pick it apart for me because I know I'm betting with my heart there. No, I, I like it. Everyone talks about who's going to catch the ball for Aaron Rodgers. He's got no receivers, but at the end of the day, it's Aaron Rodgers. I think you and I could go out there and probably have a 1,000-yard season each with him <laughs> throwing us the ball. So I like the Packers minus two. I think the Vikings are just average at best. Yeah, I don't think the Vikings are very good. I think they're probably the next best team in the division, so I think the Packers should be just fine that year. Yeah, Awesome. So there, we, I don't think we – no, yeah, we did not double up on any of our picks – um, so there's 13 picks for the fans out there. 13 picks. No, no, I cannot count. I'm an idiot. That's 12. 12. Wand education there for you. All right. Uh, what do you got uh, Super Bowl predictions for us, Daddy, before we, uh, before we let you go? What, did, uh, what do you think? Who do you think is going to the Super Bowl? Um, out of the AFC, I have the Bills. Like, I, I do like the Bills. I don't think they win week one, um, but I do like the Bills in the long term. As far as the NFC goes, it's such a shot in the dark. There's so many good teams on the in the NFC that can go. Um, I'll throw out. I could see, I could see the Eagles making a deep run in the playoffs. I don't think they get to the Super Bowl. Um, man, the Packers again. If if they can find some wide receivers to catch the ball in Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers. Maybe he's got one more deep run. Maybe he likes to blow another home game at home in the playoffs. Who knows? Probably most likely. Um, but for the listeners, we'll go with the Bills. And I hate to say it, but we'll go with the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, first Dallas Cowboys. Her Bills has been uh, pretty, uh, pretty popular from people I've talked to on the pod, especially. Um, so I'm on record, Bills and Packers. I'm taking one last swing with my boys. So you're going Bills and Cowboys. Awesome. Well, that, uh, that pretty much wraps up our NFL stuff. Uh, quick thoughts. What did you think? Uh, you even beat me to it. I'm going to talk more about it uh, a little later. Um, but you beat me to the Fire Franklin text in the group chat this week. Uh, Penn State did pull out the victory, but any uh, any thoughts from the uh, first game of the week, for, first game of the year for Penn State? Uh, a win is a win. You can't take it away. Starting one to know is a good thing. Um, Purdue isn't a bad team. The quarterback for Purdue can obviously sling the ball. He's – a hell of a talent by the looks of it, but that was, in all standards of it, one of the worst offensive games I've seen from Penn State, even though they scored 35 points. Outside of two drives, I, I just didn't like anything I saw. Yeah, I'm with you. I wasn't impressed. Uh, I don't think Clifford's the dude, but uh, that that young dude, the the Aller, is it Drew Aller, the, yeah. the backup quarterback? That dude, the uh, ball comes out of his hand with a little more pop on it. 
Yeah, um, I, I would love to see him take over the starting job by about week three. The problem is they're going to win like five games to start the year if they get through Auburn. Everybody else is cupcakes, and then they're going to get smoked late, and then they're only going to give Drew Aller like two games at the end of the year. Yeah, like you said, they could go 5-0, and but end the season 5-7, and so. Yeah, totally. Cool. Well, Daddy, I appreciate it. Hopefully, uh, your seven picks uh, go a little bit better than uh, your 16 the last time you were on. So, uh, this might be make or break for you. Do, do you feel like it's win or go home for you this week? I, I think it needs to be. I think I need a big shot at redemption here. And if it doesn't go my way, um, farewell podcast. <laughs> what uh, What do you consider? Will four and three be considered a successful week from you? That's in the positive. That makes money. So, four and three is definitely a successful week. Okay, so to get you back, we need you to go four and three. So, uh, fans, you can root for it or you can against it, depending on how you feel about Daddy coming on the pod. All right, Daddy. Well, again, thanks, buddy. And uh, hopefully, hopefully we'll talk to you again soon. Yep, thanks, Wally. Have a good one. Okay, everybody. Let's talk about some fights. Some fights. We had a good UFC event in Paris. UFC Paris. I believe the first time they ever went to Paris. Uh, headlined by Cyril Gaon and Tai Tuivosa. Uh, I caught the last two fights of the card. So uh, started. Uh, I caught them kind of halfway through Robert Whitaker, Marvin Vittori. Uh, Whitaker looked very good in that, in my eyes. Uh, he got a decision. Uh, like I said, I didn't see that whole fight, <clears throat> but it looked like it was easily the right call uh, with Whitaker there. Looking to get himself back in contention in the middleweight division. Uh, you know, obviously, Israel Adesanya kind of just stomping that division out slowly and just choking the life out of him. Just one boring decision at a time anymore. Uh, but Whitaker looking to get back in that. And then in the main event, we had the heavyweights. We had the big boys. Cyril Gaon, Tai Tuivosa, Mr. Shuey himself. He was not going to be drinking any Shueys after the fight in Paris. Uh, what a what a great fight. Uh, goes three rounds. Uh, Cyril Gaon by TKO stoppage in the third. And man, just a fun fight to watch. They were exchanging. Uh, both guys go down. Uh Tai Tuivos is bloody. He's bleeding all over. He's bleeding on Cyril Gaon. Just uh, also fun to see just the complete opposites on the spectrum of the body styles. Like Tai Tuivos is kind of fluffy and fat, and then Cyril Gaon looks like he's carved out of stone. Uh, home game for Cyril Gaon, if I'm not mistaken. I believe he is French. Um, so just a, just a fun fight. Like It was all action all the time. Cyril Gaon was working that little front kick to the body so well, just beating up. He's like, there's a there's a soft midsection right there, and I'm going to beat it up. So he's working that, that front kick to the body, and he's just jabbing the hell out. I'm just sending that jab right down Main Street, and it was a stinging jab, man. It was, it was really clipping him. It was doing damage. I think that's what busted him up open originally. It was one of those jabs, and uh, it was just a repeated bang, bang. Front kick, jab, bang, bang. It was it was a very good performance. Uh, hopefully, Ty Tuivosa gets back in it. He's a fun dude to watch fight. He he comes and he brings the action. So, uh, very enjoyable fight. So, I was uh, very excited about that when I was watching. I was screaming at the TV, uh, having a couple adult beverages, just uh, just having a good time. In the uh, in the other fighting world, boxing uh, did not see this. There was no chance in hell. I was paying pay-per-view for Andy Ruiz and Luis Ortiz, um, but seemed to be a good fight. 
Uh, Andy Ruiz wins by unanimous decision, 114-111 on two cards, and then 113-112 on another. Uh, three knockdowns in the f- <clears throat> for Andy Ruiz. Uh, two in the second, and then one more in the seventh. Those three points are the difference on all the scorecards. Um, you you know you give Luis Ortiz three more points. That's one fourteen, one fourteen twice, and then you know one fifteen, one thirteen. Not to mention if he doesn't, you know maybe win a round uh, that he gets knocked down in. Uh, so you know maybe he wins the seventh if he doesn't get knocked down. I didn't see the fight, so I don't even know if that's possible. But, yeah, so those three knockdowns are the difference. Uh, Still a good, solid win. Luis Ortiz, he's from Cuba. They say he's 43. He could be, like, 50 in all reality. So, got to imagine it's near the end of the line for this guy. For Andy Ruiz, it sets up a a possible showdown with Deontay Wilder, I think is all all the talk. Both guys with PBC fight on Fox and Showtime. So, real easy fight to make. Same management teams. Um, so, uh, that, that would be a fun one too. Uh, Wilder's up, uh, up in about a month, October 15th, fighting Robert Hellenius, who just had coming off back-to-back wins over Adam Kovnowski. So that should be a fun fight too. I would be all about seeing Andy Ruiz and Deontay Wilder fight. I think that'd be a fun fight. Uh, you'd probably get my money on that one. Hopefully Wilder wins. They fight, you know, early next year, you know, April, May-ish. And then end of the year, maybe the winner of that, I mean, shit, that could be for a title, depending on what Tyson Fury does. He's retired. He's unretired. He's re-retired. Like, I can't keep track of this dude. I think I've saved, like, six photos throughout the week. Uh, you know, he's retired. Now he's unretired. Then he's back. Just just shenanigans. I mean, where's there's there's one. He's retired. Never coming because he missed the, the, you know, the, the 9-1 date. Then there's just recently one that, you know, now he's going to fight somebody. Yeah, he'll he'll fight whoever Frank Warren gets, and he's going to do it this year because he wants to fight this year now. Like, he wanted Usyk to fight him in two months. Like, come on. Um, that just doesn't make sense. So, who knows with him. But, yeah, a uh, couple good fights in, in the way in boxing still. Uh, Triple G and Canelo, not this weekend, but the following. This weekend, however, we got UFC 279. UFC 279. I have no idea where they're doing this at. Um, but the headliner of this card, Hazmat Chimaev versus Nate Diaz. Uh, Nate Diaz, always an interesting dude to watch fight. So um, he, I, I think he's in trouble, though. I think this Hazmat dude is Cosmat, Hazmat. Am I saying it right? This is he, it, the regular segment of Owal's Butcher's names coming your way. Um, so yeah, Hazma, I think Nate Diaz is in trouble. I think this Hazmat dude is a bad man. Um, Nate Diaz, I don't think he's going to be able to s- sit there at the end of the fifth round. And be like, oh, I just needed one more round, man. I don't think that's going to happen. So elsewhere on this card, uh, Lee Jilan versus Tony Ferguson. Tony Ferguson coming off a uh, fourth straight loss after he got his head kicked off by Michael Chandler. Um, just a real juxtaposition of where he had been. He'd won 12 fights in a row and something like 17 of 18 or like 18 of 19. Uh, and then, you know, can never get the, the fight with Khabib made and then loses to Justin Gaethje. Then he loses to Charles Oliveira. Then he loses to, to Benil Derouche and then the front kick to uh, to Michael Chandler. So, I mean, losing the dudes, like, that's for sure. So uh, he's got a fight here. Um 
Li Jilong. Probably doesn't look good for him. Let's give you uh, my brother's pick, see if he can stay hot. He likes in the uh, the light heavyweight opener, um, Ayan Kutabella, Kutalaba, Kutalaba, Kutalaba. Let's go with that. He could have just picked Johnny Walker for me. Give me a nice, easy one. Uh, next match, uh, Winham, women's bantamweight. He likes Macy Chaison uh, in a catchweight fight. He prefers Daniel Rodriguez over Kevin Holland. I'm going to break. Uh, I'm going to go Kevin Holland uh, purely on emotion. I just like Kevin Holland. The dude fights a lot, too. Um, I think I'm going with Kevin Holland. That's the only way we're going to disagree. Uh, then he likes Lee Ji Long. He's a big Tony Ferguson fan. He first sent me a text. He said uh, he was going with Al Kuke. I think that's how you say it. Who knows? Just again, me just butchering things. Um, and then he goes, nah, just kidding. Lee and Tremayev, because he likes Nate Diaz too. Um, but yeah, he's going with Hazmat. I think it could be uh, a short night for Nate Diaz if Hazmat comes out just firing. So uh, yeah, so that's uh, that's all coming your way this weekend. We'll be sure to talk about that next week. Let's talk some college football now. Just finished up our discussion of the NFL. Let's move on down to the college ranks. Let's start with a little recap. Clarky's corner. Uh, last week, uh, he goes 1-2-1. and one. Not his greatest week, but 4-3-1 and one overall. Uh, I uh, I differed with him on one pick. I went with Penn State. Uh, he went with Purdue. So I go 2-1-1. One and 5-2-1 one. Uh, and one overall in college uh, in the Clarky's corner. Uh, we'll say Clarkie's lock of the week. He's given us back-to-back lock of the weeks. He is 2-0 and on the lock of the week, so keep that in mind. Uh, <clears throat> his picks for this week, he likes UCF minus 6.5, hosting Louisville. I will jump on board with that one. He likes Duke plus 10 at Northwestern. I'm also going to jump on board with, with that one as well because Duke always covers. Don't know if that's true, but it feels like it, and I like to bet Duke a lot. So give me Duke plus 10. I will take that. He likes Houston plus 2.5 at Texas Tech. I'm just going to differ with him here. I have no knowledge either to these teams. I just like Texas Tech. I don't know why. They're at home. Uh, I'll lay the 2.5. Give me Texas Tech. And then this week, he doesn't have a lock of the week. He has an upset special. He's taken Iowa State on the money line in Iowa I love it. I'm all over that pick. Iowa State. I watched Iowa. I watched way too fucking much of Iowa's game this week. They're awful. Iowa State it is. Okay. Now that we got the picks out there, uh, mentioned uh, a couple of things with Daddy briefly about Penn State. Um, the uh, I mentioned he hit the uh, Fire Franklin uh, text to the group chat before I got to it. Um, but mine did hit the under. There was 8.15 left in the first quarter. Um we talked about it a little bit. Great final drive from Sean Clifford to go win the game. Uh, under three minutes, they drive down with about just 57 seconds left, I think. Score the touchdown. Uh, good bounce back from him. He had thrown what I'm going to call the puke six. Uh, the Purdue dude took it to the house and was puking on the sidelines. Uh, pretty bad moment there, and he followed up with a pretty strong one. So give the dude credit. I don't think he's, like I said, I don't think he's a guy. I think I think maybe it might be worth going to this Drew Aller guy. I don't think, like, Clifford's just going to be able to guide the team through to, like, a great season. I think they're going to have a great start to the season because they're going to beat up on Cupcakes. Then they're going to have to play the Ohio States, the Michigans, the Michigan States, and then God knows what happens at the end of the season. So, 
I'm more for turning over this Aller kid. And hey, maybe that's not the answer either. But there looked like there was a different, that ball looked like it was coming out of his hands different than it comes out of Sean Clifford's. It looks like that ball was fucking moving. There was some pop on that ball. So uh, credit to him for the final drive. Uh, Parker Washington, number three. He's the best receiver Penn State's got. Other than that, maybe uh, maybe some questionable hands out there. Um, but all in all, uh, first week for Penn State, a win's a win. Uh, Purdue is apparently a pretty decent team nowadays. I, I didn't know that. I don't follow college football probably enough to, to know the up-and-coming kind of middle-of-the-road teams, but uh, I've heard that's a good win said multiple times, so I guess we'll take it. Uh, also Thursday night was uh, the Backyard Brawl, Pitt in West Virginia. Fun game, great atmosphere there. I think it was like 70-plus thousand people in Heinz Stadium. I think it's the best-selling Pitt game ever. Uh, this was a game that you know got lost due to conference realignment. Uh, West Virginia's in the Big 12 now. <clears throat> Excuse me, West Virginia's in the Big 12 now. Pitt's in the ACC, used to be old Big East rivals. Uh, the Backyard Brawl hasn't happened in a few years. And there's people who are like, you got to make sure you do these ones every year. Schedule these rivalry games. And then somebody be like, well, it means more when it only happens. I'm in the camp, do this more often. It meant more because it was just coming back this year. But, like, do these more often. And as college football gets into more and more of, you know, the super conferences, which is going to be the Big Ten, the SEC, and then probably whatever's left forms into something, uh, you're going to lose. You know, not all these rivalries get played, you know. You know, North Carolina, you know, in the ACC, North Carolina, North Carolina State, Duke, Wake Forest, you know, they're all, they're all schools in North Carolina. Like, they're not always going to play each other. Uh, you see games, you know, in, you know, the Pac-12, you know, USC and UCLA, they're gone. So, you know, they're not going to be playing all those other Pac-12 schools. The Big Ten's so big now. Like, you, you're going to hold on to your main ones, you know, your Wisconsin, Minnesotas and Ohio State, Michigans, uh, you know, Penn State, Ohio State gets played. But, you know, you lose a lot of other great games. So it, it's a shame uh, that, you know, as the, the – I at least I think so. That it's a shame that as these super conferences happen, you lose some of these rivalry games like the, the backyard brawl. But that was a fun game. I was flipping back and forth. Um, great, great game. Uh, what was it? A, a tipped pick with about three minutes sealed it. So uh, fun one. Uh, just elsewhere in college football, uh, Georgia absolutely – dismantled, dismantled Oregon. Um, those two are very different. They're on different levels, man. That's just, Oregon's got to just get back to the drawing board and say, you know what? Shit happens sometimes. Uh, we get our asses kicked. So that's just what happens. Georgia's different. Georgia, it looks like a team to beat. Um, the only thing, Stetson Bennett, the fourth, I mean, he just sounds like it. And when you look at him, he just looks like the dude who would threaten to have his dad sue you if you did something he didn't like. I don't know. Just, just what I recognize there. Um, another game, this one hung around um, a lot closer for a while, but Ohio State and Notre Dame. First of all, the camera angle at the horseshoe sucks. How about you complete your stadium and then put a spot where you can put like a good camera angle so we're not 7,000 yards away from the, uh, from the plays? Um, but yeah, this was another one like Ohio state and Notre Dame are just different levels of players. And I said it on the first kickoff, like Ohio state came flying down there and like tackled the Notre Dame dude on like the 15. I'm like, man, those guys are moving differently. Like you can see the difference. 
Notre Dame did incredible to hang around as long as they did, but talent eventually won out, and Ohio State, the talent showed up as the game went on. And that Mayan Williams dude, their running back, he's a stud. He is a stud. Uh, Otherwhere, top 25, I don't think anything. Oklahoma State with a win. Pittsburgh, we already talked about. Wake Forest, Michigan. I mean, everybody pretty much wins except for Utah. They were uh, they were getting Gator chomped. Uh, Florida was uh, yeah Gator chomping Utah. Uh, Utah State not so lucky. Alabama fifty five nothing. So uh, no surprises outside of that Utah game. Um, so that uh, that's pretty much all I got for college football. Except I don't know if anyone saw this uh, during the jump around moment in Wisconsin. The announcers. We're getting it jumping, a little ass slapping, getting it going. Boys being boys, dudes being dudes. Sometimes, you know, the most overrated moment in college football gets people going because I don't think it's that great, but, you know, apparently it was on a better uh, better scale when they were doing it. So uh, that's all I got. For, oh, sorry, I do not. That's all I got for college football. I got one last thing. 12-team playoff has been agreed to. I think they're aiming for 2026. They got to figure out bowl games. I think they said they're doing the quarters and the semis as bowl games still. Uh, they got to figure out TV contracts with that, I'm sure. Uh, 12, eh, too many for me. Um, if they're doing the quarters and the semis as bowl games, maybe maybe that first round will be like at-home campuses. I think that'd be cool. I always thought eight was the perfect number. Do those first four games on college campuses. Uh, then you can go semis at bowls. And then the title game. So, uh, but 12, 12 is coming. Um, so, hey, it's all better than the BCS and just people voting on it. So, that wraps up my college football thoughts. What's up, Wally? It's MJ here. Uh, it's great seeing you at the Invitational here in good old Tawanda, uh, back in your old stomping grounds. It's great seeing you having a few beverages talking some golf, talking some sports, things like that. Um, I'm going to go off the sports a little bit. I I know you're probably going to talk to this maybe in your passing thoughts, um, but the Game of Thrones uh, prequel, man, I'm enjoying it. I don't know if it's maybe because it's been a while since Game of Thrones was was out and the excitement and everything, and I was kind of late to that party. But, man, I love these prequels. Um, It's been fun. A good three episodes. I know the the episode last night – was a little disappointing for me without spoiling anything. Um, but I uh, wanted to see what your thoughts on the prequel were. And uh, everybody have a, a good Labor Day. Enjoy it. MJ gone. Let's do some passing thoughts. What do you say, people? Uh, it's all happened. Top Gun Maverick. It came out. You could buy it on digital. I happened to have a flight. And I was like, perfect timing. Bought that movie. Uh, watched it again. Third time I've watched it. Loved it just as much as I did the first two times. Uh, so, and I don't care. It's spoilers, whatever. It's happening. Deal with it. Um, so the first two times, I, I went to the bathroom at the exact same part of the movie. Because the first time I went with the roommate, and when I came back, she's like, oh, yeah, you didn't miss anything? Nope. So I finally saw that part of the movie. Didn't miss anything. Them sailing around on the boat, and he doesn't know what to do. And he's in the Navy. He doesn't know how to sail a boat. Ah, funny. Yep. So didn't miss much there. Um, enjoyed the hell out of it. So many great scenes in it, but I did think my favorites, it's, it's like 20 seconds long. It's right before the final mission. They're on the aircraft carrier, Tom Cruise, Maverick. He's standing there about to get on the elevator with the planes to go up and Warlock, 
uh, John Hamm's right-hand man. Warlock was in, uh, I think it's a different actor, but Warlock was in the original Top Gun. He just kind of comes up to him. He's like, Maverick, this is where you belong. And I'm like, ah, God damn, it just makes me feel so good. So uh, Top Gun Maverick, still good. That's my favorite scene. Uh, Out now, I'll give him the plug. Out now on digital and Blu-ray. But yeah, I enjoyed the hell out of it again. Uh, Started watching House of the Dragon. Uh, Good show. Um, I know uh, my man Ethan Sexton is uh, looking forward to this part because while I've enjoyed the show, a little slow to start, a little slow, but they're setting the scene. Uh, This last episode uh, had a little more more action to it. Um, But yeah, I'm just kind of scrolling through stuff and I find out that uh, Otto Hightower, the hand of the king, it's Nigel Gruff. The kicker for the Washington Sentinels. He pissed all his money away, Shane. He blew it on the track. He's wiry. Yeah, so now I now all I can see every time I see the hand of the king is I just see I just hear he's wiry. Uh also Adrian from Little Nicky uh and tons of stuff. He's uh the uh, lizard dude and one of the Spider-Mans. I think I'm not even gonna try and pronounce his name. Uh you can look it up and just know I would butcher it because that's probably my best talent is butchering names. Uh, also, this was Saturday night, I believe, because I was scrolling through Twitter watching the Ohio State-Notre Dame game, and all the clips were showing up. Uh, Foo Fighters did a tribute concert for Taylor Hawkins, their drummer who died. Uh, it was really cool, like all the different people that, that came out and played with them. I mean, they had all sorts of people that they were there with. Uh, Lars Ulrich, the drummer for Metallica, was there. Um, oh, gosh, I've lost his name. He was sing- he was playing drums for uh, Brian Johnson doing Back in Black from ACDC. Oh, I can't think. The drummer from Blink-182, he's all Travis Barker. There we go. He was playing. Uh, one of the coolest moments was Taylor Hawkins' son played drums on My Hero. Uh, that was pretty cool. Son seemed to kill it. I don't know shit about music, but it looked like he was just hitting all the notes back there, smashing the cymbals at the right time, grabbing them and tapping them. Um, but yeah, really cool. Uh, I, w- I watched a bunch of clips from that Saturday night as the uh, Ohio State Notre Dame game got out of hand. But uh, that was that was really cool. Um, some good food stuff that we've had over the past week. The uh, the roommate she made some homemade bread. Oh, the smell of homemade bread when it comes out just smells so good. It tastes so good. Uh, we made French toast with it. Homemade bread, French toast. Mm, that just that slaps in a different way. Uh, also made some jalapeno cheddar, did a jalapeno cheddar spread and stuffed the burger with it. Ooh, so good. I have to give myself some props here. Made the burgers. The burgers were too big. That was my one mess. Uh, but you only needed to eat one. You didn't have to eat like two, but it wasn't like two little burgers, but I made the burgers. I made them too big, but I thinned them out and then you could spread the, the spread out evenly in it. You know, sometimes you get a Juicy Lucy or a stuffed burger like that. It's just all balled up in the middle. And you're just eating double burger patty on the outside. So I, I did I did it right. I spread the spread so it was out on like a wider, you know, a wider spread out. And so it was, you know, all through the burger. So it was every bite you got some spread with your burger. I killed it. I killed it. Um, oh, uh, Aaron, I, I mentioned this when I was talking to Nick too earlier. Uh, Aaron Rodgers was on the Joe Rogan podcast and there were some funny memes that come out of it. My favorite was he's wearing black. He's got his hair pulled back tight 
And it, uh, the meme is Aaron Rodgers looks like he'd co-own a Cobra Kai dojo. I loved it. I thought that was fucking hilarious. Uh, it's been cool kind of getting to see a different side of Rodgers the past couple of years. He's been on Pat McAfee every week. He's doing that again. So um, as I, I didn't really used to like Rodgers so much. I mean, I appreciate him as the quarterback, but uh, kind of come to appreciate him a lot more. Um, here was an interesting one from the world of sports. Uh, they, I, I think it was Golf Digest posted this. Um, it was the average tour player in 1980 and then in 2022. Um, it compared driving distance, driving accuracy, greens and regs, score, and then money earned. So in 1980, the average driving distance was 257. Uh, 2022, it's 300. Driving accuracy, a little higher back in the 80s, no surprise, uh, 62.9. Uh, 2022, 59.8. So not as big as you would think. Um, they hit more greens in 2022, 65 and a half compared to just 64.1 and about a stroke and a half, not about a stroke and a half better, 72.6 to 71.1. And the average tour pro in 1980 earned 38,000 and in 2022, it's 1.6 million. I would have to imagine that's in a year. Um, so just an interesting comparison. Oh yeah. And there's the, the GD down in the bottom golf digest, uh, shared that. So yeah, I was uh, I found that just a little interesting. Um, other interesting things. I mean, Joe Biden was giving a speech and the setup straight out of V from Vendetta. The red, blood red. He's throwing his hands in the air. Uh, there's a great little picture of the bad guy in V from Vendetta giving a speech, and it wouldn't take much to just flip flop their spots, and they'd be. Uh, it'd look very very similar. Um, also was uh, was just kind of I I knew it was happening. I I follow WWE still a little bit, but. Their uh, their clash at the castle was it in was it in Scotland or, or somewhere in the United Kingdom I think Scotland maybe and I'm scrolling through Twitter and I see it's on so I was like oh shit I'll throw this on just hanging out Saturday afternoon turn it on Roman Reigns Drew McIntyre it's the main event I'm like ah eh, shit I'll catch this you know watch this match I have no idea how long ago it started first thing I see uh, they have like a little tie up some punches Reigns knocks down McIntyre. Calls over for a Nike and uh, then demands that the crowd acknowledge him. I love it. Roman Reigns as a heel is great. Uh, so I watched the rest of that match. Great match. Like, super fun. Uh, kickouts, finishers, you know, people down. Austin Theory comes in to cash in and then out of the crowd, Tyson Fury smokes him out. The crowd was on fire. Uh, I was having a great time watching the match. Uh, seemed to be really fun. I have no idea what the backstory was other than it was, you know, in Scotland or, gosh, I keep saying it was in Scotland. I hope it was. Um, but, yeah, really fun match. I thought they were going to give Drew McIntyre the win. But, alas, there's a third Uso. The third Uso comes out of the nowhere with the hoodie on. Pulls the ref out. Enough of a distraction to let Roman Reigns win. <laughs> Afterwards, Tyson Fury gets in the ring, shakes hands with Roman Reigns. Next, you know, he's doing sing-along with Drew McIntyre. So they start with, you know, American Pie. Drew McIntyre mixes in a little champagne supernova. So um, fun event. Fun event I watched, you know, the last half of the match with. I don't know. Um, but, yeah, it was uh, it was a good time. I, I enjoyed it. So, uh, fantasy football, I finally got all my fantasy football leagues on. I'm in five leagues now. Uh, took over one keeper league. Uh, not keeper, one dynasty league. Uh, a couple of my other leagues are keepers. Um, got good grades um, in my uh, 
In my draft on NFL, I got an A+. Plus, uh, projected T2 finish. Uh, pretty happy about that. Uh, my draft on Yahoo last night, I got a uh, B plus, I believe. Happy about that. My favorite league I'm in is my ESPN league. Um, pretty, pretty happy with my team. That's my favorite team I have. Uh, inherited that one from my brother. Been keeping some players for a few years now. Um, got a nice starting lineup there. Two quarterbacks. So we go Dak Prescott, Baker Mayfield, running backs, Alvin Kamara and Christian McCaffrey. Wide receivers, Cooper Cup and um, Amari Cooper. Uh, tight end, Travis Kelsey. And my flex right now, I've got Christian Kirk in there. I've also got Ayuk, uh, Marvin Jones Jr., McKissick, uh, Mostert. They're all on the bench as well. So uh, that's my favorite team. Uh, I've, that's going to be my third year with that team. I've won most points every year, and then I lose brutally in the first round of the playoffs, uh, taking a third and a fourth. So that's been uh, that's been cool. Uh, but yeah, looking for some uh, all-around success in fantasy football this year. Uh, never had a whole lot of it, but you know, maybe we'll uh, maybe we'll do better this year. Um, and just one last thing, we're gonna leave it with this. Uh, I don't know how I got thinking about it. You know, maybe it was because I saw the uh, Tawanda High School golf fundraiser at the TCC invite. I got to think a lot about Tiny Dancer and the golf fan. What a uh, what a great tradition that was for however many years it lasted. I know it started when I was a freshman in high school. I know it made at least at least four or five years after I got out of high school. I'm sure it's dead by now. Um, but yeah, Tiny Dancer on the way home from from every golf match uh, started on the way back from Sullivan County and uh, back in 2000. And that would have been 2004. No, 2005. It would have been the fall of 2005. Um, on that golf team would have been myself, Cub Rodenizer, Matt Johnson, uh, Dustin Chilson, Pat Henderson. I believe Derek Hugo was in that in that van. Sean Mooney. Uh, and we were listening to uh, our coach had the almost famous soundtrack, and it went Simple Man to Tiny Dancer, and we started rocking the Simple Man. But then Tiny Dancer really did it for us. Uh, started a trend. We were singing Tiny Dancer on the way home from every match ever since. Uh, just a just a great uh, great little thing that happened. So every time I hear Tiny Dancer, I can always think of the uh, Tawana Golf Team. All right, let's go wrap this thing up, everybody. Closing time, everybody. Let's close it down. Um, thank you guys as always. I appreciate you. Uh, thanks to uh, Nick Place, Daddy. Uh, thanks for giving us your picks. Hopefully those uh, those picks go a little better than last time as we were talking. Uh, he said he's got to be successful if he's coming back. So. I'm rooting for him to come back. I don't know about the rest of the uh, the fans out there, but I'm rooting for him. So thank you guys again. As always, appreciate everybody. Uh, like I said, we will be back next week because of the NFL season and just, you know, Sundays being chock full and then Monday night football games. I'm going to move release dates to Tuesday moving forward. Old Wall's House, episode number 36, and then going forward will release on Tuesday. So uh, just make note of that if you don't see something next Monday. It's not a mistake. It's just not coming out next Monday. Tuesday going forward. So all right, everybody. Uh, We'll see you next week. Till then, peace.